Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Just Keep Writing. A podcast for writers, by writers, to keep you writing. I'm Marshall. And I'm Nick. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm pretty excited to see you in a couple days. Oh, dude, can you believe it's actually just a couple days away? Yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked, dude. Um, and depending on when you're listening to this, uh, L2, LTUE is happening uh, this week, uh, Valentine's Day week, and um, me and Nick are reuniting more than once a year for, for the first time ever. <laughs> actually, going to be four times this year. Yeah, that's a lot. It might be too much. Oh, don't tell our <laughs> wives. <laughs> anyway, man, I, I'm pretty stoked about it. I have a lot of planning to do. That's why we're trying to bust this out tonight. Uh, I kind of have to get on a plane a day and a half and I'm woefully unprepared. I was just telling you off mic, uh, I may or may not have any clothing appropriate for 20 degree weather in Utah. <laughs> the, to be honest with you, that would actually make two of us. Well, you but, live there though. <laughs> but I have appropriate weather to sit in my heated car. Well, yeah, man. But like, don't you have to go outside and stuff sometimes and like drive and stuff? Uh, I can handle a 10 minute walk. Not a 10-minute mm. walk, a 10-foot walk. Oh. I park in a garage. Oh. I got 20 feet from where I park okay. to get into my building right. at work. Let's see how this goes now. Okay, so you managed to avoid the weather most of the day. Yeah. That's but I'm good. also the weirdie that will just walk outside and, like, shovel snow because I want to feel cold. No, that's weird. So, hey, on that note, since Told we're talking you. about the conference, I know. So, since we're talking about the conference, dude, um, is this, it's at a hope. Is that a hotel? It's at a conference center, right? And there's a hotel near there where they do stuff or yeah, so like it's, people that don't know. Yeah. For everyone that don't, doesn't know, it's held at the Marriott Provo Hotel, um, which also has the Provo Conference Center as well. Um, so they're kind of two in one. Um, so it's a big convention center, conference center there in Provo, uh, Provo, Utah, that is. So you'll spend part of the time um, inside the actual hotel building itself um, on the first floor going through through panels and workshops and that's where they usually do their artist alley and stuff like that. And that's the hangout spot as well where the restaurant's at and all the available seating. And then so they do have like an expo area, kind of like comic con where they have a floor with booths and stuff. Yeah, but it's not, it, it's more like, um, like artist alley. It's artist alley. It's, it's a room like comic con is huge, right? Well, think, of course, yeah. think of it like a 50 foot by 50 foot room. Okay. No worries. Uh, maybe a little bit bigger than that. But so it's really not too much, right? Um, and then you have the conference center, which is just across the street. And as you go across the street, you got into this five story conference center. And they okay. have panels going out throughout the first and second floors. Um, so super but The fun. schedule looks crazy, man. Oh, it's huge. It's, and this is. I went last year and this year I'm like struggling to pick certain time slots because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's three things I want to go here. Right. So yeah. I'm, I got to make my choices. And looking at that schedule, and, and I'm glad you said that too. This is something we talked about around San Diego Comic-Con too. It's like, all right, well, you have time slots, but there are like seven things offered during that time slot. So you have to figure out, okay, what do you, what, you know, I don't know if, you're going to have the Comic-Con issue where that something is booked or sold, not sold out, but um, at capacity and you're turned away and you have to go to your backup plan. Or if it's like, okay, I can actually choose from these six or seven things I'm interested in and I have to actually make a decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I personally don't think we're going to have that issue, especially this year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. In light of some of those things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, I mean... It's one of the, like, rather, i rather just talk about it, but, like, the guests of honor this year, um, a lot of people are kind of not attending L2E because of them. A lot of people that were going to teach and be on panels dropped out right? Um, because of their guest of honor, um, Brad R. Torgensen. And if any of you are not familiar with him, he was one of the ringleaders in the Sad Puppies issues um, when it came to the Hugo Nebula Awards. Um, I don't want to go into detail what he did wrong other than he's a very divisive person with his views. Right. Um, and he's, and within the science fiction and fantasy community, he's very divisive. Um, and this is coming from multiple sources that have heard him talk. They know about the sad puppies. Like, and it's just kind of sad, like that he chooses to 
have his reputations in that manner. Yeah, and and that was something I wasn't sure. I mean, I'm glad we're talking about it. Uh, if I'm being honest, because I, I like it, to keep it's, things on, it's been on Front me. Street. Yeah, on much as much as possible, keep it on Front Street. And and I know you and I have talked off mic quite a bit about it, but and you know we're not going to go into the whole issue. But at the same time, I do get that. And when I decided I was going to go, I realized that I was going into that, and I was like, well. I have other reasons for going to Utah, but should I go to the conference? And I feel like, and I think you and I kind of talked about, well, I think I would just avoid that particular person and, and see how that goes. Cause for example, if somebody who is divisive like that, uh, who's used to selling out a panel, for example, and half their panel is empty, that might send a message, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's important to stay on that side of it. And, you know, I don't need to make a big protest about it, but at the same time, I think, um, you know, keeping my community where I want it to be and, and seeing the people I want to, uh, see, uh, I think is, 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 is keeping me also going to this conference. You know what I'm saying? I almost didn't buy a ticket. I was just going to come out and, uh, do the other things I had to do out there, but I, I, I don't get to go to many writing conferences and this will be my, second or third bigger one. So I want to just go and check it out. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, kind of where I stand on the issue is I feel like even though he had his stint of what he was doing and he may still believe in that and still actively pursue it. Um, I, you know, I'm not attending because of him. No, of course not. I'm not aligning myself with him. And it's one of those things where I feel like there's such other great panels going on. And, you know, there's a lot of good networking things. And where I'm at in my career, you know, I I don't feel like I need to do it, but I feel like it's still beneficial for me. I agree. And and, it, and we know a lot of other authors on, you know, mm-hmm. that I know, are I've still been, continuing to do their panels, you know? Yeah. And I know authors who are not and who right, exactly. canceled all their plans. And it's like, you know, and I'm not going to drop any memes or anything like that. But I know someone who goes every single year free of charge. Because that is what they do to contribute to L2E because it helped them get off the ground or they helped start it and stuff like that. And, you know, for that person to be like, no, like, you know, that's kind of big to me. Um, It is. And and it's and it's enough to make me kind of go, oh, interesting. Let me look into this more. And, you know, and you have to figure out where you stand. And I think you and I have decided, like like you said, where we're at in our career, it's like, I would, I will still benefit from the few panels I go to and mm-hmm. the networking opportunities, you know, and I'm definitely going to avoid that aspect of it. But at the same time, like I don't get to get out of this little town very often to do these things. And, and I'm like, look, I'm not going to let, you know, I do want to protest and I do not agree with any of the things, but at the same time, like right. I'm there to see my community. I'm there to see you. I'm there to see what I can get out of it. And I think, yeah. I think that's important. Um, this, these kind of things happen in the geek community, obviously, as well. You know, there are people who protest certain panels for certain reasons or companies and stuff, for example, um, at Comic-Con, because that's the one I'm most familiar with. But, you know, those, you know, but those those things happen through social media and stuff. And it happens when you don't show up and you don't give that person your 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 time. And so I think that's I think that's the stance kind of where we're at. But, you know. Not yeah. to start the episode on down note, but yeah, I mean, and, and it's one of those things, but I think it's good and it's going to lean into to what we will talk about today as well. Um, yeah. at least for what I had in mind. Um, one note I want to make about LTUE is like when I think when they booked this person, when they first decided on the guest of honor, they didn't realize like kind of head in the sand culture area around here mm. for the writing communities, right? how big of an issue this was. Yeah. What that would bring to it. Yeah. Yeah. And even though they've been told and been told, I think they're just like, well, whatever, like whatever, whatever. Cause I even made a complaint to them. I was like, Hey, like I don't want you guys to be represented by this and have people think this is what you guys are about because of these issues. And they straight were like, look, when we asked them, it was because he won a dragon award at in 2018 or something like that. Right. right. I was like, okay, like, but just look at Google his name, and the first thing that comes up is the sad puppies. You know, and, and it, it's like that—that's just ignorance by choice. And I don't but know. That's what you I, get with the small town conference, yeah. though. You know, because I know other people that had issues in Arizona, and I can't remember the conference. Um, but Suey and um, yeah, Tempest were on it, and they 
they had one person of color for a diversity person of color board. Right. And that person and you can't was have a even, panel with one person of color on it. But that and that person was moderating. Right. 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 Like so, you know, and it, that's the same one where they had they were talking about writing the other and someone instead of talking about writing the other like people not her, she was talking about writing animals and their mm-hmm. point of view. <laughs> yeah. Like and, you know what I mean, you just get that in some of these smaller conferences. Yeah. I don't know. And I, and I think the it's important that we are talking about it in the few minutes that we are in, in that I want our community to know and our listeners to know that we are attending the conference to get out of what we can out of the conference, not by any stretch of the imagination supporting um, the sad puppies thing. So, yeah. Um, you know, just so that we're all, we're all on the same page <laughs> and then we move forward. <laughs> but um, on a more positive note, there is a, um, WXR alumni meetup happening. Yeah, Writing Excuses alumni meetup. Um, Thursday night, 7.30 in the lobby at the Provo Marriott Hotel. Um, if you're not attending LTUE and you are in the area, show up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If, you've, if, you've, if you're if you a WXR alumni, <laughs> show up. It's not about attending the conference. It's about meeting up with folks in the community that you've already been a part of. So that's awesome. Exactly. And, but that also means, you know, Saturday night, at <laughs> seven thirty in the lobby of the Marriott Hotel, you're open to see us. You're open to come <laughs> and hang out with us because we're doing our just keep writing night. Um, yeah. We are planning going to dinner with everyone. Um, like I said before, I can't pay for everyone's dinner. Um, I know uh, there is going to be a larger group, but look for that Facebook event. Come find us. Come hit us up. Even if we just sit at the hotel and hang out and talk, like that's all I wanted to be about. Um, and would love to hear some of your guys' feedback in person on ways we, we can either improve or episode ideas that you want to hear about or even guest authors that you guys want to listen to. Um, yeah. And we do have a book to give away while we're there. Yeah. Or come up to us and say, dude, why haven't you had me on your show yet? We've we've seen oh, each other for two years. And it's like, oh, that's right. Yes, you'll be on next week. <laughs> And we and we we know we're lagging on getting you guys on, and um, it's mostly has to do with inconsistency of when Nick and myself actually can get together to do this. Uh, we've been inconsistent at at best, and we have a lot going on in our lives. Some people are trying to get married and various other things, so um, e- you know that's me and buying houses and various things. So and, and puppies and puppies and trying to be a parent and, and teaching and various other things. So we're doing our darndest and we will get more of you on we want to hear your voices and we love having people on the show. Oh my God. We've, if you have not listened to a couple of the guests we've had, um, listen to our WXR one, uh, definitely the one we did, the show we record on the boat. And then of course, episode three was with mm-hmm. one Maurice brought us and, <laughs> and oh man, that was a hoot. So definitely uh-huh. check out those episodes. If you're new to the show, of course, uh, Absolutely, yeah. Um, And I I mean, I have to give a shout out to our Discord. Um, Starting our last episode, we asked you guys for Discord feedback and suggestions, and we asked questions for you guys. And we were able to, or two episodes ago at the beginning of the year, um, we were able to get some feedback for our last episode and continue our discussion throughout the month. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that really does help out, and it drives conversations and things like that. Um, and so if you're on discord, thank you so much for all the support. If you're not on discord guys, you got to hop on there, shoot us an email. If you need a link to get on there, but you should be able to join openly. Yeah. Um, Thanks in the show notes. Check it out at any time. So we'd love to have you and see you on there and hopefully get to see you guys on Saturday night. Yeah. Or Thursday night <laughs> or both or all weekend or just seriously get on discord and say, I'm going to this panel. And ask us if we're going, because we might be. <laughs> we got we got, look, we're just out, dude. We're just out. I'm out, I'm out, I'm very excited to do the thing. No, it's gonna be <laughs> a good time. Yeah, for sure. Uh and I feel like it's gonna be cold. I'm not gonna be happy about that. It I'll is. Be with you, Wear a hoodie. I don't I don't but, but mm. that building's gonna be hot. Is it though? I I couldn't stop last year. Okay. Stop sweat right. stop sweating, that is. All right. Makes sense. I do have one more thing on my end. Okay. Uh, if and I do believe I sent you the Facebook message on this one. Mm. The Kickstarter. Yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah. Perfect. I didn't get too deep into that one. I saw that earlier. Okay, cool. So Bill Campbell, who some of you may have known, I've mentioned from MoCon. Um, he's actually uh, one of the panelists and interviewers for one of our MoCon um, episodes that we did. Um, but he's with Rosarium Publishing, and he's doing a Kickstarter right now um, for a graphic novel. And I'm going to mispronounce this. Aize, Jama Everett, John Jennings, okay. and Friends. Um, okay. And it's called Box of Bones. Yeah, I'm bringing it up right now. So they are doing a special. Um, it's this is I'm reading off their Kickstarter page. History is horror. This Black History Month, Rosarium Publishing quarterly invites you to see our history like you've never seen before. Our work is crazy cool. Our work is super cool. Um, another little blurb: When Black graduate student Lindsay begins her dissertation work on a mysterious box that pops up during the most violent and troubled time in Af- Africana history. She has no idea that her research will lead her to a phantasmagorical 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 journey from West Philadelphia riots to Haitian slave uprisings. I'm that, guessing that was the word. I'm I guessing did. that was the word. I, I didn't know where you were, but no, I do. Know, I knew to know that word. <laughs> I've never seen that word. And I was like, Oh, so thank you for that. But it, I, they're, they're describing this as tales from the crypt meets black history. Oh, that's badass, dude. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, I will be pledging for this. Um, just because Bill's such a great guy. He's out there in the community. He's always trying to give back. Um, and obviously, uh, it's, it is Black History Month, and they're trying to put this out. So this is my Absolutely. way of showing support for them um, and mm-hmm. trying to give back to Bill and his team. And, you know, I'm excited for it. So I'll put I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, yeah. It's super cool. They're, they're looking to raise 10 grand. Um, and, you know, they're already at 2,500 with 62 backers and 29 days to go. Okay. We'll give them a little boost if we can. So. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Hey, if you guys put it in a note, because you can do notes when you do backing. If you said, "Hey, heard heard about you from Just Keep Writing," that will help us out to know that we're being effective in what we do. Yeah, for sure. And if we're not for effective, sure. we need to try harder. Well, yes, that. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with where you're. At, what were you saying? <laughs> oh man. Uh, Whoa, what a day, huh? Yeah. Right. I'm glad we're doing this today. You guys knew the shit show that went on (laughs) before this. All right, buddy. So where are we going this week? What are we talking about? Ooh, this week's a heavy one. Um, Like I said, it relates back to what we talked earlier about, uh, L2UE. Um, And this is kind of a little bit more catered towards some issues that you've dealt with in your life, being a person of color. Um, And then also... The recent string of rejections that we have received. Oh, I was just, I was trying to avoid that for now, but, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> that's what I was, I was, you know, what's so funny, man. I was like, I know I had one more thing to talk about. Oh yeah. It was my constant rejection. I won't mention that this episode, maybe. And I knew you were going to freaking do it. Okay. I'm in. Okay. I was just, while we were talking earlier, before I turned the mics on, uh-huh. I was adding to my rejection letter by name. <laughs> Because I've received two since the last time we recorded. Two, my oh, friend. Oh man! Two. Oh. I only have one more thing out there, and it doesn't sound. It doesn't look good, buddy. Doesn't my, look good. My life hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love how this is unplanned. Where it's, mm-hmm. where I just come up with a random idea and we talk about it for the month. Oh God. Okay. So that hurt my face. Okay. Oh, my, my my face is still hurting. <laughs> uh. So for this month, I, I want, well, yeah, for the month of February, um, I want to talk about adversity in your life and how do you overcome it and be, how do you become resilient? Now, I mentioned L2E and the sad puppies and obviously you being a person of color, color and the things that you've had to deal with. Um, so as we go throughout this episode, Feel free to share what you have to share. Um, when it comes to being a person of color and a writer, though, I'd like to hear from you what you've seen in your in your short career so far um, and how you've overcome some of those hurdles, if you will. Okay. 
Um, so, but that will be it throughout the episode. Um, I mean, my first question is, Marshall, like, are you resilient? I like to think so. I, things, I notoriously, I take things, I take things hard and I might wallow a little bit, but then I have no choice but to bounce back because I think resiliency, I think is super important when you're raising kids mm-hmm. um, because you want to instill that upon them somehow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, things are hard. Um, and this is how we should, we can deal with it. You know, um, this is something that in three of the stories I didn't tell you about my day today was about helping teenagers get past stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I can see a student struggling with something, you know, person of color or not, you know? And, and it's like, okay, so how can I help you? What are we going to do? Like, okay, things seem really hard now, but then how do you move forward? I have colleagues losing family members. I have, you know, and it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly bouncing back and forth supporting folks, you know? So what happens um, when it, when it affects me? Uh, I don't know. I think turning it, finding a way to channel that back into creativity, I think is the biggest part. I lost my grandfather a couple years ago. Um, um, actually shoot a little more than a few years ago now. And, and that was hard. That was the, that was, he was the closest person to me. I feel like that, um, as I was older, I had to deal with kind of that, you know what I mean? And turning that around and, and, and using that in my writing and using the feelings that came from that. And at the same time, of course, dealing with things like racism and stuff on a daily basis. It's like, okay, so how can I, how can I turn around and, and, and use this in my writing? So one of the things I've been doing a lot is, and I don't know if it's heavy handed. I don't know if people care. I've been submitting things to, you know, all black publications and that kind of thing recently. But, um, how do you, I, I, I turn around and I say, okay, so how can I reflect what I'm going through in a creative way? So I have characters that might be dealing with something sort of similar or just dealing with the themes of loss or bullying or racism and that kind of thing or homophobia or whatever it might be and trying to turn that and make it a creative process, you know? And if the, if I can convey somehow that the characters are feeling this, then I feel like I can process it a little bit. Does that, does that even kind of make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense because I, and I kind of do the same thing with my main characters is, um, hit really hard on certain traits of resiliency and like showing what happens when um, someone isn't being resilient when it's harder, right? And things like that, and showing and showing characters um, in the process of giving up, and what do the people around them do? You know what I mean? Like if they have nobody in their lives, then of course they're going to give up. I mean, you see this in. Um, in TV and movies all the time, obviously, you know, you have people that are trying to, Oh no, let me help you kind of thing. But if you can convey that in a world and it can be fantasy sci-fi or it doesn't matter, but if you convey that in a way to where, uh, the reader can identify with it and be like, yeah, I've dealt with something similar to that. And it's almost like I equate it to when I saw black Panther, for example, like I'm seeing myself on the screen finally. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing people that look like me on the screen. Finally. Yeah. You know, if you can read fiction where it's like, there's not just one female character, there's not just one, you know, black or Hispanic character. It's like, okay, so this is a community. This is people trying to keep people um, up, you know, and keep people alive and, Mm -hmm. and going through a struggle together. I I think all of that is super important. I gotta be honest about the black Panther movie though. It's such a breath of fresh air because Feel like I'm I'm used to seeing things like a uh, remake of an Ice Cube movie, right? New World Order, yeah. right? Um, Ice Cube and Friday, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very very stereotypical things. Or if it is, it's like I don't, I don't even know if I've actually seen this movie, but like Boys in the Hood, man. Like yeah, you know, there's not really they're not ca- like honestly, like black people aren't usually casted in a good light um, right. up until recently. And seeing Black Panthers is great. Like it, it's well, a breath I, of fresh would, air. And I would put I would put Boys in the Hood was doing trying to do something a little different than you know the Fridays and stuff of the world. But at the same time, they are they are showing they're showing variants of the same thing. But uh, 
one is obviously closer to, you know, satire and obviously humor than the other one is trying to depict, you know, a, a struggle with a different slant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think, and, and yeah, there was something about this Marvel, uh, really this uptick in comic book heroes and all of this really cool geeky stuff. And I've been a geek my whole life you know, I'll be 41 in a couple of months, man. And I'm like, and, and I, and I grew up reading com and I grew comic books and, and, and loved all this stuff, but it's like only, I feel like until recently have we really been okay with some of these things being more mainstream, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's 2020 and it's like, am I just getting a black Panther movie a few years ago? You know what I mean? Like what took so long, but did we have to, come up did have to be iron man and captain america and stuff first and it's like oh this is working okay now we can slip the minorities in there like i don't i don't want to say that's what they did but that's what they did <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like and now we're getting to where it's like people there's backlash now of course with actual comics where they are you know and and i okay let's let's backtrack into the spider-verse is a perfect oh. example of this. Okay. You have a Spider-Man character, you have white characters in it and you know, the origin story, but the story is about miles Morales and about that storyline and about time travel and everything else, but, or, or parallel universe, whatever you want to say. But the idea is that this is about minorities struggling and there, and it's, and it, and, and it comes down to, you know, love and support and, everybody around them coming together to bring this person up. You know what I mean? I think it's really important. And I, um, and I think that movie, I think really encapsulates what we're kind of talking about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what we need to see more of. And, and people are, you know, obviously you get the backlash too of like, Oh, you know, everything's gotta be, you know, we have to change it to a minority. We have to change it. Well, also we don't have to do any of these things. We can keep the norm, but yeah. at the same time, I don't know if you watched the Oscars last night or whatever. Um, but <laughs> Did you anyone know, make fun of all the celebrities? But that's what I'm saying. It's like, if they did, and I didn't um, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like you know it's it's becoming um, the diversification isn't quite there yet. But at the same time, Best Picture was a foreign movie, which is the first time ever. And and I think that I don't know what that I don't know what that says in our current climate. But I think it's important. So um, I don't know if that answers your question, or I once again went off on a tangent. But coming back to what you were saying, um, I try to think about uh, themes um, more often than I probably should. And I think it has to do with because I am a black author and um, I try to keep certain things in the top, in the back of my head. Most of what I'm trying to deal with is acceptance mm -hmm. and um, uh, trying to find your place. You know what I mean? And also um, rising above what people expect you to be. You know, and I think that's most of what most of my, especially short fiction and and my current work, work in progress is, is what it's focusing on for sure. So, no, no, it makes a lot of sense. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about some of the recent adversities you've had to face as a writer? As a writer? As, a, as just a writer, whether this is because you're a person of color in a writer or, as well, um, yeah. or if, you know, just being a writer in general. Uh, <laughs> Can I start off with something kind of silly? Oh, totally. <laughs> Just to lighten it up a little bit. So I was at the Safeway uh, a couple of days ago, and there's this there's this white dude that works in the produce department that I see all the time, and I say hi to him all the time. And uh, we get into these random short conversations about like, because we don't really know each other, but it's like, hey, what you been up to? And then I, I happened to mention I was going to a writing conference, right? And he's like, a writing? Like, like writing or write. And I'm like, no writing. And he's like, oh, what do you write? Like, and I was like, you know, fiction. And then, you know, got in those things. It's like he almost expected like I was going like riding on motorcycles or something. Like, I don't know what he thought. Like, dude, I get the like, same response. No, I'm writing. I yes. am. I would like to consider myself an author. Let's just say an author's conference because that's insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it makes it's sense, a conference for authors. It, but. It's like if they're not within your close little community of writers. You have to say, like, I'm going to a writer's conference or an author's conference for them to be like, oh, OK. And then that would have been the end of the conversation. You know oh, yeah. I mean? um, 
I don't know, man. Uh, as far as me being a writer, um, I think, I think it's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's anything, any really adversity, but it's more just like, where do I fit in this? Like the only, honestly, dude, the most prominent black uh, writer that I know that I hear from a lot. And and this is, has nothing to do with other people that I probably know. And I'm, and I'm sorry. Um, but I listen to a lot of podcasts and one of the people I listen to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts and he's friends with Mark Bernardin and Mark Bernardin has written things like castle rock and all these really amazing shows and worked on these things. And like, he's worked for playboy. He's done all this stuff. And it's like, man, how cool would it be to be Mark Bernardin? Yet nobody knows who the hell Mark Bernardin is. And I don't know if that is significant or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's really significant. I really feel like he's a podcaster. He's a writer. He's, he's, he's written for um, entertainment. He's written for TV shows and nobody knows who he is. And I don't know. Guilty. Is that my, is that my future? <laughs> is, <laughs> But, the, but I think about, I think about this all the time. I think about like, oh man, you know, that guy, uh, you know, who is this guy? Like you show up to the party and it's like, oh, I, I was a writer on the, the show that everybody's celebrating, but nobody knows who he is. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's, a, it's really interesting for writers these days, especially in TV and movies, because nobody really acknowledges them for what they've actually done. It's the actors portraying it on screen and the directors bring it to life, but the words have to hit the page at some point you know well, I mean? and, it's, and it's, the writer's room has to convene first. You know what I mean? It's funny when something does go wrong in a show, they blame the writers. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, the acting's fine. The writers suck. Yeah. It's like, and, what, if, and, what if the director decided to take it a different way? Exactly. You know what but I mean? You don't know the exchange there. And which exactly. I blame <coughs> Star Wars. <coughs> <laughs> in the last three episodes the newest three like i feel like that was an issue where the yeah. writers had it one way and directors decided to take it their own way and i yeah. and i feel like there's some friction there but it also still worked in the end um For sure so when it comes um, to adversity though like how do you how do you stay resilient with that man like i mean you've got well, how many direction letters in the last six months like how, how, what, what propels you to at keep least submitting? Many, at, at least as many as there are months. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I, for me, it's like, I feel like, especially because if you would ask 20 something year old version of me who wasn't writing as much as I am now, like where I'd be now, oh, I'd be published, I'd be doing this, I'd be doing that, blah, blah. blah. And to be 41 almost version of me, I'm like, hmm. So I'm none of those things. How do I keep doing this? Well, I look at all the things I am doing and I say writing is one aspect of it. I also am doing, I, I, I'm producing podcasts. I am teaching kids to produce content. I am teaching my kids, my person, you know, my children things. I am, you know, a husband. I'm active in my community. Like I'm doing all these other things, right? So I keep the writing going because it's keeping me sane. <laughs> and, and, and I feel like if nothing else comes of it, if I, if I, if my rejection binder, if I fill this entire binder, which is like a inch and a half binder, if I fill this whole thing, that's something. Am I going to keep going past that? Hell well, yeah. Well, of course, but <laughs> I, I want to keep building for me right now, what's keeping me going is the community and the relationships I've built. Like mm -hmm. our, our friendship the retreats I've gone on, um, the people I've met. Um, I have really cool things that are happening um, even next week in, or this week in Utah when I come up there that I'm excited about. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about them, but that keeps me motivated. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm writing. I, I'm, I'm about done with that story I've been working on. I've got some stuff happening. I've got one submission out there still. But once, once I collect my rejection from that, um, I think what I'm going to do, you see what I did there? I think what I'm going to do is um, kind of reconvene, give it a month or so and do some revisions, um, work on another piece and get back to my work in progress and, and send another round out for sure. So <laughs> you're so stupid. What, what's a face? 
I was waiting for you to tie in and, you know, after you collect all this stuff and do this and do that, you were just going to yeah. just keep writing. Oh, just keep writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, saw it. I blew it. I blew it. I blew it. Uh, okay. Well, I did say I was going to keep going, but I should have said just keep writing. And that could have been the end of the episode and I blew it. No, I'm just kidding. Boom. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, I know that as far as adversity as a writer, I don't think I'm really facing anything outside of rejection letters at this point. And I don't think it's for any particular reason <laughs> except for my writing. Um, which or in timing or whatever I feel you like, say. which in itself is an adversity, mm-hmm. um, because it could be a you thing where it's like maybe it isn't your writing, but it's your state of mind when you wrote it and things like that. Um, okay, and so I mentioned this is because when I'm actually writing and I get ready to spin, I'm just like, well, shit, this sucks, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. I submit it two days later. I'm just like, dude, if I don't win, I want to read who the hell won. Like, because this is good. (laughs) And like, it's always like my adversity with myself is I'm not as good as I think I am, but I'm better than I think I am. I can see that. Absolutely. Because like, I I, honestly. That's the right mindset, by the way. Oh, I freaking hope so. Because that means I might be going (laughs) in the right direction someday. (laughs) But it's one of those. Like, there's sometimes where like, I think I'm, I've nailed it. And then I fail. Or like, I don't get accepted in something. I'm just like, what just happened? And you know, and it makes you take a step back um, Mm -hmm. and kind of think about things. But then I read uh, other people's submissions. I read stuff online. I'm just like. How the hell did that get published? Who right. thought that was a good idea? I'd like to punch them. Right. You know? And I don't, and, and I don't think, and, and I was talking to uh, my friend Brian about this, the other day, something very similar. Um, and, and, you know, you can grab the people who've won various things and look at it and be like, okay, I can see how this is good. But like, I feel like I did really well, but it's like, it's not, it can be a, a myriad of different things and where the industry is going and stuff like that. But also at the same time, as long as you keep, as, as long as we keep the mindset that we it's, it's, we're getting closer, I guess is what I want to say. Like closer in that. I don't think closer is the right, what I want to say. I, um, we're, we're refining our craft. Yes. But we also know that it's a lot of it is not, skill thing a lot of it is a timing thing a lot of it is a polish thing a lot of it is a um i call it there's also a catch-22 involved with a lot of this too it's like sometimes especially when it comes to actually publishing a book or something like that it's and and i hate to say it but this industry it does it does kind of matter who you know and stuff too you know what i mean like to an extent yeah and 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 obviously it's not the same as you know right you know directing a movie or something and knowing all the big wigs in Hollywood, but it's, 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 it's about connections and networking and stuff as well. And, and finding that, that, that end, you know, a little bit sometimes too, but um, I don't want to say it's all that. And obviously it's not, but you know, it's hard. There's a lot of people trying to do what we're doing. Oh yeah. Like a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) And anybody can start a podcast, which I have two of, so you know, not everybody can keep and do that. But at the same time, it's like a consistency. Anybody can write. Well, anybody can write something too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, it's a matter of um, getting that to the right eyes and the right time and the right moment. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah. I, so one of the things I've noticed about myself, and I've always known this is it's the resiliency portion, right? Cause I'll never ask you a question that I won't answer myself. Um, so this right. is why I'm bringing it up. Um, I know you do. <laughs> I know you. I know you well enough. Um, so for me, being resilient is just part of my personality. It is just who I am. Like, I get a rejection later. Two days later, I'm just like, "What? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yep. Didn't make it. It's fine. I'll go. I'll go clean it up, and I'll submit it to somewhere else. Right. I. I don't. I don't dwell on that when it comes to my writing. Now, on the opposite side of regular life, I'm like that as well. But then every so often, you know, the ball stops bouncing. And and this is in reference to you bounce back, right? You want to be like a tennis ball. Like you're going to have something that's going to kick you in the face and you're going to feel like you just got slammed against the, the ground and you got to bounce back, right? 
sometimes that right. ground stops moving, the ball stops moving, and you <laughs> took a break. And you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm at bottom. Like, And then all of it comes in a wave for me. And that's yeah. really the hardest time for me is like trying to be, be resilient in those moments where it's like, okay, I've been doing this for two years. I'm not published. I, you know, I can't get submitted anywhere. I'm just spending money to go to conferences. Is this worth it for me? And then I read my stuff. I edit my stuff and I'm just going down the rabbit hole at that point. Right. And, and that's the hardest part. Being resilient for me is in those moments that happen a few times a year. Yeah. And I, and I, and going back to what you originally asked me to, when it has to do with, um, being a person of color and a writer at the same time, I can't, I have, there are some mornings, obviously for what you were saying, it's like getting out of bed is the hardest thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's oh, like, man. I don't, I don't even want to even deal with this day because yesterday was X, Y, and Z. Right. And rejection letter on top of it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like everything I've gone through all these years, especially when it comes to race or it comes to um, resilience in life and bouncing back and dealing with, you know, loss or being called every name under the sun and having to deal with it. It's like, okay, if I can get up today and do this, maybe I'll write something really cool. Maybe I'll be able to finish that chapter and feel and, and, and take this, what I've dealt with Mm -hmm. and, this feeling of, I don't want to get up in the morning and I don't want to get up in the morning some mornings because of what I dealt with the day before. So how can I, how can I, how can I use that? You know? And, um, I can't use it unless I get up, <laughs> uh, unless, yeah. I, unless I face the day again and I keep rolling, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. and that's it, man. And, and ultimately I always get out of bed. <laughs> I've never called in sick to work ever especially for a mental thing, you know, like not mental thing, but like a, I just don't feel like it thing. You know, I, you know, if I, if I'm half dead in bed, that's something else. My wife called in sick for me that one time, but I've been working a really long time. I've called in sick one time to work. Uh, and that was two years ago. Um, and, and I just, I just keep rolling dude. And I always get out of bed eventually. And, and hopefully it's because at some point when I sit down to write, that's what I needed. You know, yeah. I will turn that around and, and make that what I needed to be, you know, and what I'm writing right now is super dark. And I think that has to do with what, what, what's going on right now too. You know what I mean? It's dark. It's, it's, it, there's a weird slant on it. I it's cyberpunk. I think, I don't know. It's, it's a mess. Um, it's great, but I'm enjoying it and I'm almost done with it. And I, like I think it. I've got one, I've got one section to write and I'm done with it. How, and I got to move on. Hey, I like it. Um, Thanks, buddy. So adversity is always going to happen, right? Like, do you, can you think of anything specific where adversity is not going to be an issue in anyone's lives? You know, I. To me, I don't know anything. Like, you're always going to face trials and tribulations, whether you're religious and want to go that route and say, "Hey, God puts me through things," or if you just, you know, go the other route and like, "Hey, this is just a fact of life." Like, you go through hardships. Like, you know. I, I think you're always going to have it and you're always, you're always going to have to overcome it. Um, so being resilient to things, right? Um, that's always going to help out. Now, I didn't define it in the beginning. Marshall, what is being resilient? <laughs> oh, what is being resilient? Resilient is, um, that's a good question. Taking, taking what life gives you, dealing with it and moving forward. I will love that definition. That's the way I've always looked at it. It's like, well, if I can handle, look, if someone calls me this one day, this happens one day. My kid does this one day. I deal with this at work and then, you know, the same day being resilient is taking that and saying, okay, have I learned something? If not, let's just, let's keep going, you know? And, and it's taking that attitude towards, life not getting defeated not getting down that's the big part is not letting it run you into the ground it's okay to be down yeah but don't let it but don't let it destroy you that's the big part i i I agree with that um my time in the military we have to do resilience training uh two three times a year and obviously for us i couldn't imagine (laughs) we do combat and things like that and like you know they want to make sure that 
when you have to go and take someone's life that like, you're able to work through that and come back and not have it affect you in, in a negative manner. Right. And right. which is kind of like an oxymoron in my opinion, but it's the ability to take the hard times and pick yourself back up, um, yeah. pick yourself up from the bootstraps, if you will. Um, things like that. Right. So what kind of, I mean, they we're probably going a little long, but like kind of end things though. Like, when it comes to being resilient, how, how have you seen in your life and in your writing career? So two part question here, what's helped you become resilient and how do you build a support group to help you with resiliency? I think first and foremost, what I think what's helped make me resilient is seeing what happens when and I can answer both questions. Seeing what happens when you when you choose to let it destroy you, mm-hmm. and also at the same time not reaching out to the people that are trying to help you. I've I mean, just recently, speaking of resilience, um, we've had a weird spat of former students um, either be arrested, a couple have committed suicide, um, and and trying to be there for students who are dealing with this stuff um, and friends who are affected by this um, and that kind of thing. And it's like, okay, well that's what happens when it destroys you and you don't. And, and I get, there's a whole gamut of, of things, but if there are people reaching out with, in the instances I'm referring to, Mm -hmm. there are people reaching out and trying to be there and it's about relying on your community and it's about um, letting people know, you know what I mean? Um, that you need help first of all. Um, and that's the big one. And, and, you know, I'm lucky I have people in my life that I know I can rely on if, if that comes down to it, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, man, resilience is, it's a huge, it's a huge part of, of being human. You know, we got to pick ourselves back up every time. Um, otherwise, otherwise we're gone, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we leave behind the people who were trying to be there for us in the first place, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, well said, <laughs> I, I know it's, I know it's, I know it's a little d- down and depressing. Yeah. You're the one asking the questions. No, no, absolutely. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just one yeah. of those things where I think we're going to face it. Like, and, and it's February. It is, you know, it's a tough month. It, it's a tough month. Like you're, you're at the tail end of winter. Like it's just now snowing hard in Utah. Like it's getting colder. Like the plus side is the sun's coming out more when you yeah. see it. Um, you know, and I know this is going on in other places and I also know within the writing community, like a lot of us struggle with mental health, like, and not so much to say we struggle with mental health, but I think we're more aware of what's going on with us than other communities. And we are a tighter knit community to wrap kind of this entire episode up, right? Let's start from LTUE all the way to the end of this episode. A lot of it had to do with adversity, bouncing back and being resilient. Uh, and this is kind of our way of opening up the discussion to everyone. Like, if you guys need to talk, if you need somewhere to go during this event this weekend, um, hit us up. Let us know. Um, part of my resiliency is my support group in my community. Knowing that even in my downest time, I can reach out to someone in my writing community and be like, hey, this is how I feel. And yeah. the only thing they ask is, do you want to talk about it? Let us be your, your safety you know? officers this week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, I mean, and, and how many times have we been on uh, the writing excuses boat and somebody has come up and said, I just need to talk. And then three hours goes by, you know what I mean? Right. Or whatever. And you, and you have to be, you're there for that person. And that's about, there's a resiliency within a, a resolve in that mm-hmm. being there for that person. And at the same time, like I know that that person would do the same for me as well. Yeah. You know? And if you are one of those people that, you know, you're helping others out and you're kind of being a community member member in a way of which you are listening to those that need to be listened to and you are burnt out emotionally, come hit us up too. We've been there as well <laughs> and we will safeguard you for a little while. <laughs> let you recharge Thursday your batteries night, Saturday night. <laughs> hey man, find us at the conference. Shoot, if you say and, you want lunch, I'm in. I am. Well, and also, 
I think what's important here to bring it up just a little bit is on Discord. If I will have my phone on me always, as I always do, uh, hit us up on Discord. Um, if you're at L2E and you're down or you need a friend or you want to hang out, or you want to get lunch. If you're in our Discord, that's a direct line. So let us know. We'll come find you. Um, we'll go to a panel together. Then we'll go get a beer and some food together. Hopefully there'll be French fries. I really want some French fries right now. Oh, dude, I'll take um, you. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope I was able to actually approach the questions uh, in the right way. I feel like lately I've, you've been asking me questions and I'm, and I'm, not, um, I'm not answering them in the way that you think I will. But um, hey, man, your answer. I don't know. I just kind of, I just kind of roll. This is what we do. We we have discussions, right? We we started <laughs> this podcast to build a community of writers um, online, and we continue having our deep discussions that we had on the boat, where we, whether it was yeah. with each other or with other people. I just feel in light of this upcoming week, uh, kind of the bullshit we've been through today. Like, I want to know right. how. Like, and this is open to everyone. Um, we want it. I want it in the Discord channel so we can keep up with this conversation for our next episode as well, um, which will come out right before the end of February. But like, what do you guys do to be resilient? How do you overcome your yeah. adversities in whether it's your personal life or your writing life? Like, um, you know, and just know that like we're always here for you. And right. I don't know why I'm hitting on this so hard. It just feels like the right thing to say, but. But it could be, and it could be anything, man. It could be you exercise, you, you, you know, you run, you, you hang with your kids, you watch a movie. Like, I mean, we all have to have our things that we do to, uh, to get past stuff, man. You yeah. know, I know, I, I know when I'm down, I want to laugh <laughs> or I want to learn. Like, I'm so weird. <sighs> like sometimes I'll just like, if I'm really in a funk, I'll say. <laughs> And it's in the middle of the night. I'll put on a stupid documentary about space oh, and like yes. learn, learn, learn about Jupiter or something. And it's like, Oh, I'm so happy right now. Dude, I cannot. <laughs> and it's so dumb, but I cannot watch an actual fictional show when I'm down. I, I, because Agreed. I know I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy it. Like it's, but not, it's an emotional investment. Yes. And it's like, I don't have energy yes. for this right now. And so I, so it's either I want to laugh or I want to learn something stupid. And I'm going to put on <laughs> Drugs Incorporated. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's such That's a good it. Netflix show. Dude, there's some good stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Right I now. Can I, <laughs> and I know you guys bear with me here. I have been watched so much Netflix in the last like three weeks. Yeah, dude. If we're going back to uh, what we said about characters not having a support group or a person to believe in them and stuff like that. Go watch right. the Netflix show Lock and Key or read the graphic novels. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, good. I haven't watched that yet. Okay, but there is a character where they don't have anyone to believe in them. And it mm. is very sad and horrible. And you feel bad for them until they, you know, do a thing that leads to a thing that causes another thing. And then you're like, <laughs> well, you're just kind of an ass because you did that. So F you. <laughs> Well, good to know. Hey, just saying. <laughs> Man, I, dude, I can't tell I binge watched. In the last month, I've been watching season one of Dexter. Um, I, Dexter, too? Yeah. That's like 18 seasons. Uh, only one. At, no, it's only like one seven or season. eight, isn't it? It's seven. Dexter? Yeah. The, yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, I've only did one season on them. Okay. I just did Lock and Key. Uh, uh, I did Drug Tink. I did Expanse season one. Uh, I just didn't I haven't watched Expanse yet, but did you watch you finished um the one I suggested for you that you end up liking uh, at the end? Another life. Well, the one with Starbuck or whatever, another life. Yeah, yeah, another life. Uh I've can't tell you how many times I've watched Lord of the Rings, like over the last month. Oh, I know, dude. But I mean I like it, it's it's been my jam because I know coming up in ugh, less than two months I won't have that opportunity anymore. So yeah. and I'm trying to I'm actually gearing up and trying to clear my mind. For Alter Carbon season two comes out at the end of the month. Yeah, dude, so excited. It's happening soon. So excited, but I mean, and it's a freaking Falcon. Oh, Anthony Mackie's one of my favorite actors. Which, by the way, I I had the uh, I made the wife watch um, the Black Mirror episode with him in it, dude. Uh, that one you were talking uh, about. That is such a trip, dude. It's so it good. It still dude. makes so me good. feel weird to think about that I and mean, be like, 
Yeah, but it's like I don't know what but I the would... way it ended, it all makes sense. Yeah, well, but it's crazy. Yes, and it's no. crazy. It, but it makes sense it, in the world for them. It does, but like, I, dude, it's. <laughs> All right, we're leaving people out of the loop here. We're talking about uh, what's the name of the episode? Um, it's the most recent season um, of Black it's Mirror. It's like episode two, and it's yeah, it's um, has to do with it's the fighting episode, the fighting game episode, yeah, and, it, yeah, and it's dude. got Anthony Mackie and um, some other awesome people in it. Yeah, anyway, so good. Watch it. It's good. I Let's sorry to sidetrack you guys. I, I do apologize. But we're sidetracked. We're we're twenty minutes of sidetracking. It's totally fine. Because this is going to be yeah, a great episode, and we're ending on a happy note here. Not yes. to say watched well, anything watch before. Watch more TV. Yeah. Experience your outlets. Yes. Support your community. Ooh. Be resilient. You guys, if you follow my Facebook page, I will be having a, an announcement page for our wedding. If you guys would like an invite, please drop me your address. Um. <laughs> If you show up, tell me who you are. So I know. Um, I feel like I'm coming to Utah too early. Yeah, Ugh. I know. I invited Marshall to be a groomsman for me, and we are still trying to coordinate Ugh. this. You're killing me, so bro. So if you want to Venmo Marshall uh, or start a GoFundMe. Oh, please, do, uh, please don't send me money. Yep. You know, <laughs> there's a good chance I just pay for it myself. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know what? Heart you, bro. I know, dude. We're here. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> no, I would never have thought. From that time on the boat, I was going to meet someone I wanted to hang out with always. I knew there was people I would stay in contact with, but like, maybe I just had a bad attitude or it was my anxiety when I first got there. I was like, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to be locked up in my room in this entire time. Well, and then, and here then you wanted to start a podcast with me. And there comes Marshall. And he's just like, <laughs> what's up, dude? My flight sucked. <laughs> my flight was shit, dude. It was so bad. <laughs> And he introduced himself on Discord, mind you, as, yeah, come look for me. I'm uh, the only black dude with long dreads. And I was like, and at this time, I hadn't noticed you had dreads in your picture. And, you know, you're not, you're not, a, uh, I don't know. I usually keep them tied back, too. You can't really see them. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if I'm going to be using the right word here, but you're a little bit lighter complexion. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. Well, yeah. Lighter skin than okay, other I, black men. Yes. I thought okay you were. At first, I thought you were a Hispanic guy, and you were like, black guy with dreads. I was like, oh, shit, I'm way off. <laughs> I've gotten Hispanic before, dude. When my head was shaved, we used to cruise McHenry all the time in Modesto. Oh, and, man. And there was a group of uh, people, we, well, a group of girls we pulled over one time, and they were like, we're all talking. And they're like, oh, you must be, you're Hispanic, right? And I was like, no. What? No. <laughs> and this is, my defense is, it wasn't a great picture. No. Like it's a thumbnail size picture, and you're you and your kids and your wife are in it too. Uh, so you're talking about my picture now because that's a nice picture. Yeah, but <laughs> well, when it's, a, it's literally the size of my thumbnail, it's hard that's to tell. A thumbnail, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's been a great last year and a half. It has. I'm been. excited. You guys in the community are great. Um, and, and come I'm, see us in L2E, dude. And send me your stuff to read still. I'm behind, but hey, I'm going to read it. Do it. I have like three things to read this week. You'll do it. I'll do it. I'm actually doing one of them tonight and taking notes. Sweet. But I'm going to not do that. I can't write right now. My brain's dumped. I'm going to try to figure out what the hell I'm going to pack for this trip because some people live in Utah. But anyway, we should get off the mic. (laughs) All right. Those of you that will see it on Tui, we'll see you then. Uh, hit us up on Discord, like I said, um, so that we can meet up. And hopefully we'll see you either Thursday or Saturday. And, uh, you know, just keep writing or something. Wow. <laughs> You're going to edit it on that? I don't know. What do you want to say? I don't know. We have a recorded ending. <laughs> well, I know. I always lead into the recorded ending. And uh, I think this will be a perfect place to lead into the recorded ending. This has been Just Keep Writing, a podcast for writers by writers to keep you writing. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter and Nick is at Bright Inks. You can find this show on iTunes and your favorite podcatchers. So like and share this show with your writing community. If you'd like to share or discuss anything we talked on the show or whatever you have going on, you can post it on our Discord channel, Facebook page, or send it to me. I am Marshall at MarshallCar.com or Nick at Nicholas Bright at BrightInks.org. 
You can find our writing and the show notes for each episode on our websites, marshallcar.com and brightinks.org. Lastly, if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is patreon.com slash justkeepwriting. And you can find us there and give us a couple bucks an episode and help us do what we do and we can help you. Now just keep writing. 